Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your girl Amanda, and I have a very special guest here. I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. Cool. Hi, my name is Christelle Beecher. First, I want to say it's very cool that I I I'm, I found this podcast. I don't. I saw you guys on Instagram. I'm like, this is one of the greatest ideas that I've Aww. ever seen. So I want to give a shout. <laughs> but, Thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. I was like, yes. So, um, but yeah, my name is Christelle, and I am. I want to say like. Uh, you know, people give themselves titles, but really I am just someone out here that is on like an, a journey to mm-hmm. find my whole self and faith, um, to find myself in what my passion and what my desire, my, I'm sorry, not desire, but my destiny is really supposed to be. And so any day that God tells me what I need to do, I do it. Part of what I do is, um, I love creative writing. So I, always have kind of been linked to that, but I work in the, the daytime, let's say by day, I work oh. in <laughs> HR and um, there was kind of something pushing me to exercise my creative muscles. And so a couple of years ago, I started um, a website called The Girl in the City, where I really just talk about um, a lot of kind of like young adult development. And we'll get more into that, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. Right as well. So hope hopefully that captured <laughs> your Yeah. Your <laughs> Definitely. I mean you said you, you know, people give themselves titles and I was gonna say you're actually doing a lot. So it might be hard for you to just say like this is me, you know. So that's awesome. I love um just women that are just you know, doing things and doing things beyond themselves, outside of themselves. And I, I just you know, love that whole concept. So of course, we're definitely going to dive deeper into, you know, what you're doing and how you're helping others. And so before we get started, we always do our random question for season two. So um, for your question, I'm going to ask you if you could choose a life of being spontaneous or having like a strict schedule, like rigid life, which one would you prefer? Oh my gosh, right now I have a strict schedule routine life. So I would definitely Mm. choose to be spontaneous. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same. I've never really been a spontaneous person, but yeah. um, right now it just seems like every day is like the same type of thing. So it's like a little, a little surprise here, a good surprise here and there would, yeah. would be nice, you know. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned the girl in the city. So I actually want you to, you know, expand more on that. Like for the people that don't know, what is the girl in the city and um, what inspired you to create that platform? So, yeah. So the girl in the city actually kind of evolved over time when I first started um, writing or I, I got my website. I knew that I kind of wanted to write. But for me as a writer, I've I've there's only been one time like I've wrote in a creative piece of work where I knew my beginning, my middle, and my end. So the creative, um, my creative process um, is very like based on like just like evolution. It just evolves over time. So when I started it, it was hey, I want to write and um, I want to write stories about girl, like a young adult or a young woman development or, you know, but I, I write very creatively. So it was like a story. 
And so Mm -hmm. over time, I saw this is like cathartic and or another way to say is this is actually kind of like therapeutic or therapy for me because I found that a lot of what I was writing about was a lot of the things I have dealt with, dealing with, or I have seen others deal with before. So I kind of started getting deeper into my um, doctoral program too. Um, Currently in school, I'm doing my PhD in industrial organizational psychology. Yes, girl. Yes. I love it. Congratulations. Thank you. It's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. But <laughs> I was learning a lot about like, you know, foundational psychology, your theory, your Sigmund Freud's and your John, Carl Jung's, everything in that spectrum. So I was like, oh my goodness, wouldn't it be really great to tie in um, psychology into what I'm doing? And I did. So- it's a lot of theory based into the girl in the city and it it kind of is founded back into um, this theory called the provinces of the mind by Sigmund Freud and I probably won't get um, too deep into it if you um, if you want me to I can but it's a lot well you can touch on it like just so you know we know yeah okay so the theory provinces provinces of the mind, um, I'm sure people actually are very familiar with it. Um, it's the id, ego, and superego. Okay. So basically, Freud had this idea that everybody has these three compartments in our mind. So the id is basically your desires. It's like what you really, really want to do. And it just, it has no filter. It's like, you know, the carnal desires of a human being. The ego is kind of like the filter for that id and um, things process or go through a filter from the id first before somebody kind of does something or speaks on on that desire or acts on that desire. And then the super ego is um, the part of the mind where it's really just trying to do everything right. Like it's obsessed with perfection, idealism, and it it has to do things like um, either black or white. It, there is no gray, and it just needs mm-hmm. to look good. So I based the girls off of those three provinces of the mind, the id, the ego, the superego. So one of the girls, she pretty much, she's struggling with like, you know, just kind of having a balance. I want to say that she just does what she wants to do when she wants to do that. And her name is Hillary. The ego is um, kind of like the filter. She, she feels like she wants to do something, but she rationalizes um, how to do it so that she can still kind of do it, but it doesn't come off kind of crazy. Her name is Ella. And then Allison, the super ego is somebody who's, she's like super obsessed with being perfect. She can't let anybody see her failing. She can't let anybody see her mess up and so on and so forth. And so I say all that to say that the girl in the city, (laughs) it really just developed into kind of understanding ourselves as we up through life and we all have something that we struggle with and we all have something that um, kind of creates um, an identity for ourselves and you know so it's it's really about identity it's really about just developing into yourselves and it's taken from three different perspectives so it can kind of cover different topics or different issues that we probably deal with 
Right. And like you said, many women can, because when I, I was actually reading up on them and I would say like, I would identify as Ella, I think um, yeah. it's me like r- rationalizing uh, or just, you know, just in the middle kind of. And mm-hmm. I'm sure whoever reads them can feel that they identify with one of those women. And yeah. you talk, um, like you said, you mentioned our thoughts, the things that go on in our minds for us not being um you know, many people, maybe we've taken a psychology class in college or something like that, but that's not how we think. We don't know that, you know, the way we think there's, there are terms for that. There are categories for that. And we seem to just kind of like, why am I like this? Why am I thinking like this? But, um, we can actually identify with people or with some of these characteristics. Um, you speak a lot about the mind as you've said before, and, um, I, I kind of want to go into like um, mental health and a lot of people have misconceptions about mental health and just what our mind is in general. I feel like we don't focus a lot on that. We only focus on the actions, but those actions started from a thought, right? Everything right. we do starts from a thought. So um, in your own words, could you just describe to us like what mental health is and, you know, just what our minds, how our minds operate and things like that? Yeah. And so I'll first give a disclaimer that I'm not a clinician and I'm I study um, mental health under the framework of stigma in the workplace right now. So currently that's what I've done my research on and the bulk of it. So I can, I can tell you guys um, the definition, but I'm not a clinician. I just want to say that, but mental health, health, um, I mean, I think it's just the understanding or like somebody's well-being, somebody's psychological and emotional well-being, somebody's um, just where they are right now in their mind, you know, and whether or not they're in a position where they can make healthy choices. Um, So that's what mental health is. Now, when somebody has poor mental health, right, that's definitely something that we talk more about, right? We talk more about mental health issues. We don't talk mostly about mental health. And I think nowadays like it's getting more like coverage and like you know media or on social media a lot of people talking about like oh you know self-care or um being healthy in the in mind and so and spirit and that's really great like i think we should definitely place focus there um but mental health really is it's it's the condition of being being in well i guess you could say in mental wellness it's not really automatically thinking that something is wrong if somebody talks about mental health. Like, I hope we all have great mental health, so. Right, and I'm actually glad you said that because when people do hear the word mental health, they start thinking of like maybe personality disorders or like things like that. And it's like, well, no, actually, um, like you said, mental health is a healthy mind state and it's, yeah. you know, what we all hope that our minds would be at. And um, I think, like you said, on social media, there's like a rise of just being aware of it. But yeah. I do think that some people, there may be some people still struggling with that. If you just have to say like what the importance of being aware of your, the state of the, the, the state of the health of your mind, what is, what is the importance of that? I, I hope it, I worded that question correctly. <laughs> I think, no, you did. I think it's really important to just be aware of mental health because, oh my goodness, I'll, I'll tell you from my own experience, right? Because for years, I'll tell you, I have, I have kind of, I want to say I've been a very self-aware person growing up because I used to journal a lot. Um, that's mm, part of my life, right? I literally have journals still that date back to 2002. And 
and I'm and I kept them over years. I don't know why. We, I probably should be on hoarders on TLC, but I <laughs> my journals, and I can see that. Wow, like I am self aware, but I'm definitely struggling with some some issues. Like I've definitely saw myself sad. I saw I feel like I was alienated. There were multiple years where I suffered from depression, and literally was in therapy for it on and off. You know, back and forth in it, and that was something I really was dealing with. Um, and I I think that. My mother, she's in the healthcare um, field, so she placed, uh, there was some emphasis on just being healthy and just being mentally sound. Um, So I was aware, like, okay, I can go to therapy, like, there are resources for me. Um, But being self-aware, I think, is so pivotal when it comes to mental health, because you will open yourself to the fact that, A, um, I want to be mentally sound and B, if something is wrong, I can seek out resources that can help to balance that. Or I can, you know, I, there, there are so many things that I can do to just make myself aware about mental health so I can be mentally healthy. So I think being, you know, aware of that is super important. I'm actually really glad you mentioned that. And we're actually going to go a little bit deeper into that. Um, and your, you know, your platform right now is from the viewpoint of a woman and or, or many different women. You know, you have about three women um, in your experience, because I know that for myself, I feel like sometimes I just feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders and it's not right. Cause we all go through different things and we all may feel like overwhelmed or we feel like this is a lot to, this is a heavy burden and things like that. Um, based on, you know, just what, how you've been out there, how you've been reaching people. Do you feel that women struggle more with their mental health or do they, um, is it something that they just kind of accept? Like, well, this is life as a woman. I have to, you know, take care of these kids, take care of my family. And, you know, and I shouldn't complain about it. Do you feel like women struggle more? That's a good question. Um, and I don't know the statistics on that. And if that's actual factual, I can t- tell you that I do find that women struggle a lot um, with mental health. And even to kind of layer that further down, excuse me, I think a couple of months ago, I spoke um, about the generational differences um, in mental health. And if you take a look at your parents, um, You'll see a mother, a strong working woman who has had to take on a lot of things on her shoulders, had to take care of the kids. In our day and age, we've seen our parents work. So we're not a part of um, the, the, the generation where, well, maybe some of us are, but for the for the most part, we see our mothers working, we see our mothers doing a lot, and then catering to the family too. But our mothers don't acknowledge mental health. They don't think that they really might need it, that they probably think, okay, everything will be fine, or they're so busy, they're not even stopping to think about the mental health aspect of their lives. That's thrown on the back burner. Mental health, not really important. Come on, I don't need to go to mental health. And this taps into, I'm sure, something else we'll talk about. But then a lot of them rely on faith and say, it's fine, God will take care of everything. So we Mm. we often like do what we see our parents doing. And so that trickles down into the next generation where we are in a culture where we're more familiar with mental health and we hear people talking about it. So it's a little bit less stigmatized, but it's almost as if 
we just just kind of look at mental health and say, well, you know what? I don't even. They're probably not even thinking about it. I probably don't even have time to stop and think about mental health. And they continue to just do everything that they're doing and say, hey, I just need to push harder. I just need to do this. I just need to do that. And we're also in a culture these days where we're so like we what we see is kind of what we desire. And so we get caught up in so many different things other than pure self-care, pure mental health awareness, because we're constantly just striving to do everything, to be everything, to be seen and so on and so forth, that I think mental health kind of doesn't get as much attention um, from one as we probably should. I don't know the stats on that, but that would be really interesting to find out if we really are struggling more with um, um, mental health issues because we're not thinking about it. That is so true. And I love how you just said, like, we're striving for more. Women came from not being able to work or being house mothers and to now, you know, achieving PhDs, you know, just being CEOs of companies. And it's like, now it's like we're neglecting ourselves because we are striving and we want to do better and we want to prove to the world that we can do it. But where is that balance? You know, there has to be some sort of healthy balance. And um, what you said is definitely something that, I also um, see happening, especially from a Christian perspective, Christians are, it's, it's almost like they're feeling guilty about acknowledging it or wanting to seek help, right? And you right. mentioned going to therapy. I know a lot of Christians personally that look down on therapy because it's like, if you say you're a Christian, you should be able to pray to God or you should be able to, um, you know, just, you know, read your Bible, read the word, everything you need is in there. So what would you say to Christians that feel guilty or struggle with wanting to seek help regarding the status of their, um, their minds? Yeah, I think that, um, so God made us human too. And the same way that we, we go to a doctor when we're sick in the same way, you know, we seek out resources when we have a cough or good grief, you know, some there's some serious type of illness going on. You, you know, you have a resource for that. You have exactly. a reason as a human of flesh to seek out help. I would say it's the same and especially in the mind. Okay. So the mind is, you know, it's, 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 it's the source, especially for when you're having issues. I think that God is always going to be a blueprint. He's always going, I've heard this before. I heard a a pastor say this before and I was like, this is, that is so good. God is always your blueprint and he gives you strategies in order to, to put on top of that blueprint, to put on top of that framework. So you have strategies to execute life. And I feel like when you do get into a situation where you are struggling with mental health, I don't neglect praying about it. I never would suggest that to anybody. I don't neglect actually seeking out your resources within your faith, opening up your Bible, praying about it, really mm-hmm. giving your anxieties to God. I definitely, I've done that. I, I Last year I was not working for like, how long was it? Maybe three months. And that was like the most anxiety I felt in right. a long time. And that is when my spiritual my walk and my faith really deepened because I was wow. 
every day. And I was like, okay, God, please teach me. Cause I was at a point where I was trying to do everything for myself too. And then I had to relinquish my, my own power that I thought I had and really acknowledge and say, okay, God, please teach me how to give my fears and my anxieties to you. So you can help me. But at the same time, I was going to therapy and I was utilizing resources and other things that we have to help us strengthen our mental health and to feel better. So I would say, you know, you don't have to neglect the fact that you're a Christian if you do want to go to therapy. You, there are tons of counselors or tons of therapists who will even implement faith into um, your therapy. They will talk about God with you. When my therapist had me find scripture that I could say to myself every day, every morning. Wow, that is so good. Yeah, so I don't think that there is ever, there has to be some type of, you know, competition between um, mental health aware of resources and faith and being a Christian because God does give us doctors to help us to stay well. And I think that um, it's, it would be the same thing if you go to a regular medical doctor than if you were to seek out therapy. Oh my goodness. That was so well-spoken. That was pretty much exactly my thoughts on it too. Um, I didn't grow up in an era, an era of, you know, talking about therapy, people just look at therapy and they think, oh, you know, you're getting prescribed medications, things like that. Especially I, I come from a Nigerian background yeah. and that those are just things that are, you know, unheard of, but you said it so well, the same way God gives us doctors and he gives us vessels that he can work through is the yeah. same way going to see a counselor or a therapist. It's the same exact thing. We need to take care of our, you know, our physical bodies, the same way we need to take care of our spiritual and our mental bodies. So thank you so much for saying that because that was a Exactly. You know, just exactly what I was thinking. And um, I just pray like this generation and even our, our parents, um, they, yeah. it's not too late for them to still, you know, go out and talk to someone because they've been through a lot. Most of our parents are immigrants. They've had yeah. to adapt to a new culture, a new environment. And sometimes they, they still do need that release. And, you know, that, that would be my prayer and my hope. Um, so, you know, you really, you said it all. Was there anything that you wanted to add or just, you just, you wanted to share that people can just hold on to before, like, you know, you share your social media and things like that? Um, I think it would just be, and I always say this, just be open to your development, be open to where God is taking you. Cause that can change, you know, and I find that sometimes um, because we want to do everything or we want to do um, what we think we should be doing, um, we might take ourselves off course. And so God kind of has to reel us back in and bring us back in. And so because of that, I find that a lot of us struggle. That's probably why we have anxiety and that's probably why we're stressed out or we're dealing with a lot of the the mentally, you know, what we what we think of as mental health, we deal with a lot of discrepan discrepancies there because we're fighting against ourselves and we're fighting against God. So my advice would just be to be open to where God is taking you. Be open to your development. Be open to change. Be in your in your life. Then what you're doing on a day to day, your career. Be because I have had many changes there. Be open with. Um, just where God designed, what he's designing for you, for your friends, your, your close personal groups, your relationships, be open to where God is taking you. Um, and I think that will cut out a lot of, a lot of mental health, um, struggles that we can, that we can actually, you know, 
control. I think there are differences with severities of mental health. But when it comes to stress, those are things that we can probably help to minimize ourselves if we just relinquish our anxieties to God and we just let God take the reins. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so good. You don't know, but you just gave me a word. So like, I'm just so grateful for this conversation. I really am. And I really, and I know that this will touch people because it is something that people sometimes they, they do feel guilty about and they don't want to talk about it, but you know, talking about it is the first step. So um, before we go, I would love for you to share, you know, not only your website, but your social media where people can follow you and just check out more of everything that you have to offer, if you don't mind. Yes, thank you. So um, you can find me. My website is thegirlandthecity.com. Um, and my Instagram or my social handles is Christelle with an X in the middle. So that's K-R-I-S-X-T-E-L-L-E. Instagram wouldn't let me be great, so I couldn't get my real name on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, don't worry, I'll tag you in the in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. And that's it. I mean, I, I am on other social media platforms, but if you go on there, you probably will see I'm not active. So just. Okay. <laughs> okay. And guys, don't forget, you can always follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to Confessions of a Christian Chick at gmail.com. Christelle, I really thank you so much for being part of this and just, you know, shedding some light and awareness to this topic. And um, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.